When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Home plate, we were doing Southern food, but right. I was I was still showing people how they can get down with collard greens and not yeah. put ham hock in it yeah. and salt pork and fat back. Because again, my mission was to use this platform to help us out. Right. Because we lead in every health disparity that there is. Right. Mm-hmm. Hypertension. We do. Heart and stroke, the whole nine yards. Black people lead in that shit. So to me, the way you address that is you address the plate. You address how they shop. You address how they look at food. And, I, you know, in the four years that I had home plate, I, I would get people stop me all the time and, and thank me. So that was huge for me. And I figured, okay, I could do another version of that on the Food Network. I could reach even more people, right? right. Mm-hmm. White dude looked at me and said, well, who wants to see that? Mm, then it got black. 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 Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all-black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back, people. We here with you again. Another dope episode. Uh, today, we got Chef Marvin Woods with us today. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Man, what's your name? I'm Vince. Oh, man. yeah, yeah. Our, I our guess you're right. Building too. We I do just, need you know, to make say sure that. Though, you had to let them know. You know, <laughs> you got who, Vince who you Vince were. <laughs> you know, art back in the building. Yeah. And we we did. You know what? When we get excited about a topic, you know, <laughs> everything else kind of takes a backseat. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, and I think this one's dope because of the conversation Marvin and I had before about just the the opportunity that lives inside of the culinary arts for our brothers and sisters out there. Mm. So I'm gonna start this thing with um, with, all right, brother, what what what's your go to, man? What what can you throw? What, what is your dish? What do you throw down with? Oh man, I'm gonna be honest with you, I have no culinary skills at all, <laughs> like none. But whatsoever. you eat? I eat. I love to eat. Okay, I love to eat. So let me let me let me eggs. Okay. Scramble. Okay. Hard. I thought you could say boil. I'm like, damn. Oh no, 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 no. I'm a little more, I'm a little more advanced. That's, that's, scrambled that's, hard is not advanced. I'm just saying. To a culinary master, absolutely. Man, that's my, like boiled eggs. Man, <laughs> my 50 year old doesn't scrambled eggs. Yeah. She don't think they advanced. She uh, can do yeah, eggs I, over I, easy. I don't do yeah none of that. Okay. I don't cook anything all at right. all. My wife is is masterful, so I don't. I don't have to. If you added that cheese much. to your scrambled eggs hard, that's gourmet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even add cheese to it. I, I, I just like scrambled eggs. That's, so honestly, I only cook things like I like breakfast, so I cook breakfast food. So that's really all I really do. So you, okay. you baking eggs and pancakes. Man, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all I need. All right. Man, matter of fact, remember the pancakes you that you made? But oh, you had the man. crispy edges around them joints. Oh, yeah. That's how oh, I yeah. That was, that, was, that was dope. What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What joints? Pancakes. Oh, okay. Pancakes. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought this was a different type of hey, transition. <laughs> yeah. But no, 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 man. I don't do too much of that, brother. How about you? Oh, man. Me and the kitchen get along real well. <laughs> yeah, we get along. I mean, for what? Look, look. They did y'all hear that seductive voice he just used? We get along real well. Hey, when it comes to the kitchen. You end up. Hey, all type magic happens in there. When the kids go to bed. Turkey wings, slow. Ro- <laughs> oh, you! What? When the kids go to bed, right? He's not sharing. Correct. You got it. You got it. Got it. No, nah, man, I'm, dude, I love seafood, steak. Even I don't eat a whole lot of beef. I, I just love to cook. Hmm. So do I. Yeah, we, 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 we kind of got that. So, so do I. Yeah. yeah. So let's go ahead and introduce our guest today. Today we have the pleasure of sitting down with a uh, chef, Marvin Woods. Chef Marvin Woods, Emmy-nominated television host, celebrity chef, restaurateur. I, I feel good when I say that word. Author of multiple cookbooks, 
and a 30-year veteran in the hospitality and restaurant industry. The first place I saw him was on Home Plate. That was on TBS, right? Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Years well, and years actually, ago. Well, actually, Turner South, but uh-huh. same family. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you about that one in a minute. That was one of the first <laughs> cooking shows I watched religiously for a while. I was the only African-American chef on, on national television t- at that time. Wow. Oh, wow. The only one. That's crazy. Only one. Um, Blazing Trails, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. All my life. <laughs> it, it's, it's amazing and sad to me at the same time that we have so many brothers and sisters in this day and age who can say I was the first, I was the only. Like, yeah, man. It makes me feel great, but then I have to ask the question, like, why, why? is that the case? Yeah. yeah. Like, we've been eating yeah. this whole time, <laughs> and we've been cooking. You should have been the 429th. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, what continues to happen in our world is we don't control the narrative. Yeah. We don't control the purse strings. And when you don't... So, uh, you know, in in short, at the time, Food Network was blazing with Bobby and Emeril, etc. They had been, at that time, they had been on air for 24 hours doing cooking shows for probably seven years, going on eight years, and they hadn't had a black person on there. So even hearing that, that means Bobby yeah. Flay and Emerald have been on TV. Yeah. Two decades. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I didn't even think about it being that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are my peers. We all came up together. So we did stuff. And when I say we, me and a, and a handful of other brothers that um, are in that same peer group did some one-off type shows on the Food Network. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Food Network was still getting their legs under them, but Back in the day, when you did cable contracts, <laughs> you you signed a contract, and, and we didn't get paid to do that. But the contract was for perpetuity. So they just kept airing the same shows over and over and over wow. again. And so... Oh, wow. Right. So after a couple of years, they would still see the same show, but they would still see the same brothers. Me, Marcus Samuelson, Timothy Dean, right? Right. And people thought we actually had a show. It was like, no, we don't have a show. They just kept airing the same reruns over and over again. Oh, wow. But Bobby had a show. Mario had a show. Emerald had a show. Matter of fact, they had multiple shows. Right. They had their own shows. They didn't give brothers shows, man, until I had an agent for a very hot minute that um, felt I needed to be on Food Network. Right. And so he set up the meeting with the VP of programming. So I sit down and, you know, the two white guys come in. It's the VP of programming, which means he can green light a show like, like that. that. Right. He has now you three years in. Now. I'm three years in on okay. Turner South. Yep. I have a following. I got two cookbooks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I've already been nominated for an Emmy Award. Yep. So. But you got credentials. Exactly. Right. And my agent, who, who is repping other people on the network, he has credentials too. Right. So he thinks it's a slam dunk. But what I know and what you know is it's never slam dunk when mm. you look like us. That's right. Correct. And I had the conversation with him Melanation in Miami creates in my restaurant. <laughs> Say it again. Melanation creates hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That is that's a good, a good one. one, bro. Um, I'm going to use that. Yeah. I'm using that. <laughs> so. I've had it. Man comes in, and you, we get through the niceties real quick. And... um so you got a restaurant in Miami. Restaurant, so the restaurant was my first initial, which is M, my last name Woods. <laughs> Simple. Right. I'm on the door. Well, what kind of <laughs> what kind of food you do? So at the time, I didn't have my I didn't have my smooth marketing pitch down, which I have now, but at the time it was I was just saying African diaspora, right? Because that's what it is. So for those people who don't understand the word or know the word, it means dispersal <laughs> of people. <laughs> it's a Greek word. Break it down. And it was used uh, initially when the Jews left Palestine. And it's a, it's, a, it's a group of people that have influenced an area that they go into. Right. Okay. Wild black, you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> so think about this world that we live in. Where hasn't black culture influenced influence Absolutely. anywhere? Tell me one place in this world we have an influence. It does not exist. South America, Central America, Caribbean, Everything. southern parts of the States, Everything. Europe. Europe. We are everywhere. Germany, Japan, okay. Okay. China, Hong Kong. So, 
Are we in Iceland? I don't know about that one. I don't know about Iceland yet, but <laughs> I'm sure. if you give us a I'm minute. I'm sure. All we got to do is visit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you give us a minute. Somebody get off the plane, jump Big in the on the side of, of, okay. of, 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 of Eskimo. Exactly. Yeah. Igloo. Exactly. I give the, not only the description of the food that I'm doing, but I give the, the, the educational breakdown of what it means. I expound on that and say, well, and I brought a menu with me. Because I get it, you, you might get lost in that. Right. So <laughs> I, I basically connected the dots for him in terms of European world. Right. Meaning, on my menu at M. Woods, I had foie gras on the menu, which is goose liver. Yeah. I had lobster on the menu. I had shrimps and prawns. All these things that you would see in a gourmet restaurant. Right. What's different is the seasoning. What's different is the technique on how I produce it. What's at State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Diffening is the flavor profile. Right. I use coconut milk. Right. In French, we use heavy cream. Like, mm. for, for me, the, the connection and to be able to switch it was really easy because I'm a chef that's been doing all these different types of foods, right, in different countries and learning from different chefs. So You, you were ahead of the time. Oh, man, for sure. Because that, that stuff that you're talking yeah. is wildly popular now. today. Yeah. Like, yeah. right now. It, yeah. it just emerging right. is wildly popular, right? You've been doing it for... You know what's crazy, man? That's, you that's, said Poussin. What was it called again? Poussin. P-O- Poussin. It's, it's spelled P-O-U-S-S-I-N. Okay. It's French. Okay. So poulet, P-O-U-L-E-T, is chicken. Okay. Poussin is a version of chicken. It's a, it's a more specific bird. It's a French bird that it actually has a little bit more, little bit more fat than regular chicken. Oh, it's little. Yeah. So here's what I would do. I would take all the bones out. Right. And fry it. And serve you the whole bird. No ah. bones. So you so have still like formed up and oh it, man, you got me. You exactly. Got me thinking. Take all the backbones out, take the leg bone out, take the thigh bone out, take the first part of the wing bone off, and then it was a flat looking piece about that big of fried chicken. See, I already know you better, because if I try oh, that, that bird's wow. gonna look mutilated. Man. So I mean, he, he deboned the, the, the ex- chicken exactly, and made the form still stay in in somewhat Intact. of the form. It will of, still of hold. The chicken. I wow. deboned my chicken with my teeth as I'm pulling that meat up off that yeah. buffalo wing. Yeah. So how <laughs> <laughs> we spell Poussin? P O U S S I N. Oh, there we there we go. Well, look, yeah. I, I, we want to jump in and and do this wild black shit. And then get back to the meat of it. That's oh yeah, because we got to get back to the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I like it. Go. You want to hit him with the wild black shit on? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, wild black shit, we got three questions. Go for it. All of them, amazing questions. Okay. The last one is our signature question <laughs> that we ask every guest. Okay. So the first two will be a little different. Number two ain't all that amazing, but I just really want to know the answer because I'm tired of fucking it up. I'm going to let you go ahead with You it. crazy, bro. You <laughs> I'm crazy. so serious. Man. I see. What, yes. I'm so serious. All right. First question. Yes. In your opinion, what is the meal, is the one meal that every black man needs to know how to cook and the one meal that no black man can walk away from? <laughs> Fried chicken, mac, cheese, collard greens. <laughs> you I mean, <laughs> Poussin. Wait, wait, what's it called again? Well, if you want to step up your game, you do Poussin. <laughs> That's what you need to show off. Right. If you want to impress somebody... Uh, really? Listen here, oh, girl. Man. Tonight, Poussin is on the menu. So Before you finish, all, you getting smacked. What's on the menu, nigga? Poos what? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You're like what? So you when trying I was, to eat what? When what I was buying cook? this bird, when I was buying this bird, it was probably the cost of it was probably what Bell and Evans chicken is. And I don't know if you know familiar with Bell and Jim, but Bell and Evans is one of the better wholesome, for lack of a better word, chickens that you can buy. 
Right. And Bell and Evans is like two ninety nine a pound. If you find Poussin, I guarantee he's probably five dollars a pound. All right, cool. All right, cool, that's cool. question one. That's question one. So, fried chicken, collard greens, collard and greens, and mac and cheese. Yeah. All right, got you. Second one. What is the damn secret to getting my boiled eggs to come out the damn shell easily? I'm tired of eating boiled eggs that look like they have the damn mange. Woo. Okay, so I'm serious, man. Dude, unless I cook the eggs in a pressure cooker, mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm getting lucky. Like, sometimes they come out easy. And let me, let, before you jump in, let me tell you what I do. Go ahead, go. I boil it, and sometimes I, I throw it in, like, an ice bath. I, I tried that. It works when it want to work. I've tried <laughs> boiling it with, a, with salt. I've tried boiling it with a tablespoon of vinegar. Mm-hmm. I've had people... T- I tried boiling it butt naked standing on my head while yeah. I recite my ABCs backwards. Don't nothing work. That definitely consist- won't work. <laughs> what, what is the, what? That definitely won't work. That would, that would, that, that, that's not going to help. Plus, if the kids <laughs> walk in, you got to explain that. Right. And it just right. don't go well. But if the wife walk in. Now I got a visual. That's not a good visual. They going to burn. <laughs> Shout out to all the wives. <laughs> um, I, I, I kid and joke that I have my PhD in this. And the reason why I say that is because I'm a student of the game. Right. I'm always I'm always on 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 my homework, on my grind, et cetera. Right. Right. So the best way I can describe it is let's use a car as an analogy. Okay. Okay. So a new car compared to an old car is gonna drive different. Right. All right. A luxury car, old or new, right, compared to a car that's not a luxury car, right, is gonna drive completely different. Right. right? That's true. Right. Very true. Depending on where you resource your ingredients from is going to make the difference on how it makes it to the plate. So egg is not an egg. It's not an egg. So did you buy your egg from the farmer's market that's down the street? Did you buy your egg from a grocery store that that egg was hatched and shipped and fucked with two months ago? And so now this fresh egg ain't fresh. Fresh, again, fresh eggs taste completely different than what you buy in the store. I don't give a shit who you are and where you buy them from. They do. Trust me when I tell you. That's true. I'm a Northeasterner who has Southern roots. Both of my parents from the South. Right. North Carolina, Alabama. So I remember as a kid, my mom's from Montgomery, Alabama. So, you know, rural. Absolutely. Rural Alabama. It's real South. But going to see my great-grandfather. Raised his own chickens, killed his own chickens. Like, when we got there, he would wring the chicken's neck or cut the chicken off. We plucked the feathers and eat real chicken. Well, we also had real eggs. So those type of things don't leave you. When you've experienced real food, right. you know what real food tastes like. The bamboozlement is, in commercial settings, we don't get real food anymore. Yeah, we, we get market. Unless I had a good tomato. You're right. Seriously. Well, the only time I had a good one was I went to I went to a farm down on the south side of Atlanta. Okay. Oh my God. I forgot the name. Georgia. They're gonna be mad at you. They are. I'm gonna look it up and say it before we get out of here. But I got some <laughs> we I got grew some tomatoes, tomatoes and some growing cheese up. that was amazing. I ain't no cheese could do that. Yeah. So that's my point. If you're buying mass produced product, you're gonna get mass produced flavor yeah. final product. So find somebody who has chickens. Or find a farmer's market where the person is coming with chickens that, you know, their chickens laid. That's the first thing. Mm. Ten minutes in boiling water. Okay. That's it. Boil the water, add the egg, let it boil. When it hits ten minutes, turn it off, let it sit, take it out, shell's going to come off. I love that. Man, it's I, not going to be green. It's going to be yellow. Tried. Some people say or orange is color. Boil your water, drop your eggs in, turn the heat off, cover the eggs, let them sit. So this case, get my water for going. Yep. Boil yeah. for 10. Yep. Turn them off. Let it sit for a minute or two. Okay. And then if you want, you put it on the cold water and then crack it. So what does that do? Because I do it. I put cold water with ice. Yeah. Only thing I know is my hands get cold. Well, no. It, it, it shocks it. It stops the cooking temperature. Gotcha. gotcha. So, you know, cooking is very much uh, a part of science. It's very scientific as it yeah. is. It's chemistry. As it is art and et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Heat makes things expand. So... Once you take it out of the heat and put in something cold, it stops the cooking. So, Georgia Roots Urban Farm. Sorry, that was the name of it. Cool. Uh, is it a black farm? Yes. Perfect. That, oh, that's and what and we I do. was hoping that's what, yeah, yeah. we got to get in the props. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia Roots 
Urban okay. Farm. Just like cooking. In College Park. Go check them out. We've been, we've been farming mm. for a long period of time, too, and not getting our props and, and, our, and yeah. our credit. So That's true. Yeah. So, but just on a side, quick side note, it's like if, when you make steak. Yeah. You know, you cook the steak till halfway before what you want it to be. Pull it off and let it rest. And the reason right. why is because you're taking it away from the heat. Right. It, it, you can't see it in your eye, but it, it, it has expanded now to the furthest point that is going to expand. Right. When you put it back on the heat and take it off, it's already expanded. So what that does is allow the juices to stay in. So now when you put that steak on the plate or red meat, actually any red meat mm-hmm. on the plate and you cut it, it doesn't bleed out. Mm. If you, gotcha. put a, if you put a steak on the heat and cook it straight through and take it off and put it on a plate and cut it, it's going to bleed out. All the juices come right out. It's going to bleed out. What temperature? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Mid-rare. getting greedy. What, what temperature Mid-rare. do you go? 125. That's what I'm talking about. I'm right with that thing. 125. Look at his face. 125. Hey, it don't matter what kind of steak to me. 125. I'm taking it off between 120, 125 yep. and just letting that thing yep. glisten. Yep. That thing? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, it'd be right. Wait, so let's Hold go back. I, let's I go get back. My, my butter, <laughs> let's go my back. thyme, my <laughs> let's garlic. Go back for the, for the, for the, go ahead. For the, for the remedial class. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> go ahead. So, yes. while cooking a steak, yes. you said cook it. Mm-hmm. And so if you want it medium. Want it medium, yep. You cook it till mid-rare. So you cooking it on 125. You cook it to 125, and you pull it off. And, and what's going ha- to happen is, so let let since since we're being remedial, we're going to take all the steps. Yeah, there we go. So you take it off the heat, and you put it on something. You put it on a, you, like a cookie sheet or a baking sheet. Mm-hmm. It needs to be separated, not sitting on something. You follow me? It's like a wire rack or something. Air possible. needs to flow through mm-hmm. to cool it down. If you take it off the stove or the grill or whatever and put it on a plate, the heat stays in it, and it's still cooked. Mm. Yeah. I, I didn't when know that part. When you separate it, so this is my plate, this is my tray. You're away from any heating source. Put it here. There's air on it. Now it cools down, and now you let it sit and rest, and you get all your other stuff. What happens is it will stop cooking. It will stop expanding. Now... If you want it medium, it, you know, if you pull it off at 125, it'll cook up to 126 and 127. You're good. Yeah. Because your medium is at 130. Yeah. So now that you have everything ready. See, I like my medium red, baby. You put it back on the, on the grill or the stove, whatever, minute, minute, off. It's and, hot. And you don't have to rest it again at that point, right? Nope. Okay. Now you go straight to the See, plate. I've never done that piece before. Hey, y'all oh. in trouble. I got me some new shit. Now you go straight to the okay. plate. Okay. So you take it off yep. and then put it back on. Yep. My man. It's what I do. My man. Okay. Yeah. My anniversary coming up, so... There you go. The wifey might get a... All right. I'm going to try to test it out first, make sure. Text me, man. I'll I walk so you the through wifey it, might get sure. some meat and some meat, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the wifeys out there. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. That's the second question. That's the second question. Oh. Man, you 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 expanded that second question, boy. <laughs> Salute to the PhD right there. And I thought I was doing mine right. I got to take it off. I got to get it I, off the plate. Yeah. Yes. So you and then put it back on. You would cook yours till rare. Yeah. Pull it off. Do all your other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then put it back on minute minute, and then you go to the plate. Listen, if you if you eat steak anywhere past medium medium, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You, I'm well, sorry. Well, actually, it's a health risk too. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the more you cook. It, wait, wait, what? Is he, it healthy? He, he's to saying the more? more you cook. Yeah. Oh, I just know it's sure that. Yeah. You lose, so, you lose. Well, you lose like flavor. flavor. You lose flavor and texture, which yeah, is very important for texture. a chef. We're into all those, all those components. But the more you cook something, i.e., red meat, right. the longer it takes to go through your digestive system. Oh, I didn't know ah. that. So we as a people, always eat things mid-well and well done. And so if you eat a burger or a steak that's mid-well or well done, depending on your metabolism, it could take you 72 hours to to get rid of it. Wow. The less it's cooked, the faster it goes through. So even the fastest is 24 to 36 hours. Wow. Yeah. So one of the reasons why... Okay. One of the reasons why black people have issues, we, we have issues, is because... We, we, one, we're uneducated in these things. Absolutely. Two, so now you take 100 people and you, and you drop them this knowledge on them, maybe 50 of them do what, you, what yeah. you're saying to do, 
Because the other, like, ain't got, no goddamn wrong exactly. meat. Exactly. Right. You got to change your mind. I ain't never did that. My mom right. ain't with right. that. Right. She, that ain't how my dad teach me that. Exactly. That's what happens. And so then you end up with the challenges, you know? So I tell people all the time, if you know, once you have the information, you got a choice. Correct. <laughs> right, right. My part so, is done. Right, so right. You Once you got it, choose the red or the blue pill. Which right. is what you go take. My job has yep. is been about dropping knowledge and, and 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 really just trying to combat the challenges that we face. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, it, you know, food is important in our lives. Oh, man, right? I totally agree. It can kill you or it can sustain you. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's that simple. Yeah, that's real. Man. Uh -huh. All right, third question, third <laughs> point. Last signature final question. Go. What do you love most about life while black? It's it, Well, it's a combination. So um, I can have my challenges as being a trailblazer, but the fact that I'm a trailblazer, <laughs> I, I, I will go down. Um, when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. If nothing else, I'll go down in history books as somebody who came and, and left the mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you could say a lot of things about black people, but one, if you're on the other side of the human experience before you got here, and so let's, for black people, let's just say it's Jesus Christ that stands in front of you and says, okay, you want to go down to earth. You want to be black or white? If right. you're white, it's probably going to be easy for you. And, you know, you could have money, but you really ain't going to have that many challenges unless you make those challenges up in, your, in, your, in yourself and da-da-da-da-da. Or you can go black and you can just be a badass and fuck up shit, and really leave a mark, help people, really just forge a road that hasn't been paved yet? Right. What you want to do? I'm I, going as black. I, I like that. Which is why I'm here. So, yeah, we get faced with the challenges and, and, and all that that comes with it, but I'm like, bring it on. I like that. <laughs> Look, I, I, I hope all of our black listeners caught that. And our white listeners. I want the white listeners. Yeah, to like, I want them too. Jesus I want to go back black. <laughs> you know what I'm Next saying? time. Man. Absolutely. Real quick, I want to hit the dope quote and then let's get back into the meat of the episode. So, okay. dope quote today is, food for the body is not enough. There must be food for the soul. Amen. By Dorothy Day. The reason I chose that quote is because while we are indeed talking about food today, mm -hmm. we're also talking about history mm -hmm. and we're going to start talking about future because when you dive into the industry that you're in now, and that yeah. wide open space for us to take advantage of yeah. from a culinary standpoint, yeah. from a culinary cruising and all that. Yeah. I just feel like there's a whole lot of room to get the food for the nourishment of our body, yeah. but also to build, quote unquote, food to nourish our soul and help propel us to greater things in the future. I totally agree. Yeah. So with that, let's kind of jump in a little bit. So we talked about um, the TV show a little bit. Yep. Real quick, just tell us how you got started. And then I want to jump into what you're doing now. Sure. I was cooking. I've been cooking since the age of seven or eight. Um, my dad's from North Carolina, my, and I have three, three sisters, or I had three sisters. Um, and so I'm in the middle. Right. My dad grew up with his young mom and several aunts and his grandmother. No male figure. and he learned how to sew, cook, and clean. Right. And his whole mindset was, my son's going to know how to sew, cook, and clean. So at seven, eight years old, we went into the kitchen just to make breakfast. Right. That day, uh, it's like it happened yesterday. I remember specifically. Um, and so that's, that was the first time that I was, I was, I had ever cooked before and was allowed to go in the kitchen. And then by the time, by the time I was 11, 12, Betty Crocker, was the celebrity chef, if you will. Right. And so she had this recipe card program. And my mom saw that I really liked to cook. So she started subscribing to this, to this uh, cooking program where 
every three weeks we get these laminated recipe cards. And they have a picture of the dish and obviously have the recipes and how to make it. That's what started, man. I mean, by the time I was, so by the time I hit eighth grade, I was cooking dinner for my family on a regular basis. So you, you oh, have, wow. you've literally been cooking most yeah. of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't fast track being a chef. Right. Period. Hmm. Um, chef means chief. It's a French word. I that didn't, didn't that means that chief. Okay. Okay. So you think about it. You can't be 22 year old and be a chief because right. you ain't learned nothing yet. Right. You don't have that experience yet. So in Europe, which is where we get our doctrine from, which is where it's where, you know, it's where the books come from. It's where our techniques come from, et cetera. So the French are um, the ones that have been given the credit for being able to write up the structure for what it is to be a chef. And so when you go to culinary school, 75 to 80% of what you learn is French, period. You learn a little bit of Italian and, you know, Chinese, but and you learn front of the house as well. Right. But it's based off of French terminology, French technique. Um, right. In, in this case, when you talk front of the house versus back of the house, you're talking about the way the business runs in the dining room. From exactly. the moment of from the moment a patron hits the door That's right. and they're greeted to the moment they're seated in the back of the house being all the all management, kitchen. everything's happening in the kitchen. All kitchen. Gotcha. Yep. That's exactly right. Cool. So, and, you know, when you go to culinary school, you learn, you learn both, but the emphasis is on food. Gotcha. And technique. Gotcha. And so, um, surely you've seen a picture of, of, <laughs> of a chef that is used all the time, and I use the air quotations. I know this is a podcast, so y'all want to see me use the air quotations. Trust but, us. <laughs> uh, a chef typically, when, you, when, you, when you're seeing something on TV or in media, most times it's a white person. Right. And he has this white hat on his head. Yep. And that white hat is called a toque blanc. Gotcha. So blanc being white, toque referring to the hat. The, the terminology used for... French kitchen and, and professional kitchens is a brigade system, hmm. right? So military-ish. It's very military. Yeah. What we do, yeah, is very military-ish. In the brigade system, when you're in a kitchen, the person who has the tallest toque blanc on is the chef. Huh. So that's why the hat oh. is so tall. Is the chef. Huh. Everybody yeah. else got small toque blancs on. Also... The size of the toque blanc, the chef has a toque blanc with 101 pleats that go around that hat. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a specific oh, number. Oh, damn. That is quite military-ish. Okay. Right? So, like rank type shit. Yeah. Okay. That is a graduation that you have arrived to being a, a chef. chef. And you have to uh-huh. know, when I tell you the amount of food and dishes that you have to know... But specifically, you have to know how to cook eggs 101 ways before you can be an executive chef. I can't even name 10 ways. There you go. Scrambled, boiled, so, poached. For all I'm these done. people I'm it, that... Raw. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I named four. For all these people that want to walk around and call themselves chefs, I have an issue with it. Right. If you don't have seven to ten years in the business and have worked, right. worked in real restaurants, hotels, catering facilities, and learn the craft. Right. Yeah. Okay? I feel you. So, as a chef, I can go bake and do pastries. Right. I can do garmanger, which is cold work. What, is, I, what does that mean? Garmanger. So, garmanger is working in, in, in a cold kitchen. It ain't just making salads. It's making pâtés and... and Mooses and all types of things oh, gotcha. that are cold and serve cold. Gotcha. You got to learn all that. And then once you learn it, you got to go practice it. And once you practice it, you got to be good at it to an expert at it. Gotcha. So when you run a kitchen, you can go tell somebody, oh, go make that. And when you check it and it's not right, you can fix it because you got the experience to fix it. So really, when you're at that, that point, you have the education Man. and the experience to handle every. Position yeah. under you, yeah. So it's, it's, situation it's is handled in yeah. that, exactly. that kitchen. It's very different from the business world, whereas your job is to go find super smart people who can handle the stuff you don't know how to do. Can't do that as a chef. Oh, uh, interesting. Can't do that as a chef. Gotcha. If, if you're a chef, 
And because you've now got 10 years in the business, you can go out and work the floor. Gotcha. You know, you all can run the dining room. This business. That's the job. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's what a chef is. So, it's a whole lot of us out there, right? I got, I've got cousins mm-hmm. who've gone to culinary school. But even more than that, you know, it's a whole bunch of brothers and sisters who have aspirations yeah. to cook, whether they want to be a chef or not. Yeah. How mandatory is it to go that route, get this formal education in order to create a career in this business? Well, so that's a great question. And so here's what I would tell you. Um, we, we're looking and seeing it today. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. But... We need to come up with another word for what that is. Right. Because that ain't a chef. Right. Gotcha. So to answer your question directly, you can work in the food industry. Because when I was starting out years ago, there was no food blogging. What is that? Right. That's only happened in the last five to 10 years. Right. It didn't exist. Food photography. You had to be a specialty in photography and then you branched off in food. Yeah. Now you can be a food photographer, just a food photographer. Right. You can be, um, a, you know, a food stylist. There's television jobs that you can get now behind the scenes working in the food industry. So now you don't have to go to culinary school to be a chef. But here's what I'm going to tell you. At the end of the day, if you want to be good at anything, you better do your homework on it. Right. You better go practice it. You got to go get learned up. You got to go get learned up. Because there's a lot of people that want to do what you do. Right. What separates you from them? Everybody else. Yep. Yeah. You got to be fucking good. Yeah. And if you ain't good, then you, you, it's just another just job. Like it's just else. something else to do. And that's what, that's what a lot of people are doing. And listen, I ain't going to knock them. I only knock the fact when you want to look at me and call yourself a chef, and I've been doing this shit for 30 years. Right. And I've been all over the fucking world. I can feel how that would be disrespectful. Man. I, very I put in so. time. Okay. Blood, sweat, tears, travel. Right. I, I did Thank all you. this. <laughs> so you only know how to make a steak. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I had to learn all them sauces and all that stuff. I had to put up with a whole bunch of bullshit being the only black in the kitchen yeah. in Europe and in the States. You, yeah. Like, there's a whole bunch of shit that even comes with that. Do you put, do you put sugar in your spaghetti sauce? Hell no. Sorry. <laughs> I had to fix some because my, my hands slipped look, the that, other that day. That sounded disrespectful. <laughs> it is. To an Italian, yeah. it's very you, disrespectful. You see, this is a classically drained <laughs> yeah, 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 Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Look, in the kitchen, I got to wear a baseball cap. I yeah. can't, you ain't get no You ain't get no tough block. You get a hairnet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I get a hair in the spatula. In that big scoop. You want mashed potatoes, you want grain. <laughs> All right. So, okay. so, so here's what I would tell you. Again, going back to the whole egg thing, oh, right? Right. If you source really good tomatoes, mm-hmm. then they're not tart and acidic. You only got to put sugar in it because you're using a par product. It's a par ingredient. So my first problem is when I, mm. when I open that can. Up. Always. Yeah. So. <laughs> I didn't even get the jars to right. can. <laughs> now, there are really good tomatoes that you can buy in a can. Okay. But again. You got to pay for them. You got to know what they Well, are. you know what? So, so in Atlanta, we get spoiled because we got the Cavs Farmer's Market. The Cavs Farmer's Market. I've never been, but I keep hearing What's the matter with you, man? Sorry. I apologize. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my apologies. That's almost as bad as putting the sugar in the sauce. In fact, you've oh, never shit. been to the Cavs uh, Farmer's Market. Look, Is I, it every I, weekend? It's every day. Oh, oh, it's every. I'm, I'm in the <laughs> same boat. I'm in the Lord. same boat. You, you like, can't you gotta, see him. Yeah, listen. You, you educate this man. Right Marvin had like, his hand on his head like these like Negroes these here. Say <laughs> they both getting a hairnet. <laughs> okay, the cow. For, all right, I'm okay. taking my wife this week. So listen, I'm checking it out. All right, it's every day. Seven a.m. It opens up and goes till seven or eight o'clock at night. Without exaggeration, it's probably. Half the size of a football field. Oh, this is real, real. Man, you don't understand. Anything you need. I'm excited. Because, like, I, I do anything love to cook you and need. play. Wow. Spices, oil, vinegar, bread, fruit, fish, fresh fish, sustainable fish, caught the right way fish. Nice. Meat, sausage, goat, lamb, chicken, pork, cheese, I'm so. dairy. I'm so. All right. Yeah, man. Boom. The cab. Cab Farmer's Market. And going to the cab Farmer's Market, you'll pay without without a doubt 25% 
to even upward to 30% less than you would at Whole Foods for the oh, same wow. for the same quality product. Wow. The same. Hmm. I was, I shop I was expecting you to go say more or no. less. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, I'm really peaked. So, it, it, what you're explaining sounds like when I watch, like I, I love to watch cooking shows and yeah. I love to watch the ones where they go overseas and you see them like going to the market and getting uh -huh. all the, and some this, of those are huge. This is And it. that's what it sounds like. This is, this is I that. didn't know that even existed here. So, it does. It's in Decatur. It's been around since 1970. Damn. Yeah. It'll blow your mind. Listeners, okay. how come no... We, we got packed the, on the weekend. Our, let you know. our listenership in Atlanta is larger than any other place. Okay. I'm looking at all y'all and blaming you for not telling us. You know what I mean? Correct. Ain't nobody got no... Right. DM, no. We know now. Yeah. And now everybody else know. Yeah. The yeah. cab farmer's market. Yeah. We in there. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. so what's black penetration in the industry looking like today? So I'm going to go back to... I'm going to go back to, to the question you asked me before that. In terms of, do you have to go to culinary school? Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I'm going to answer the question that you just asked me, but I want to go back to that question because the thing for me is, you playing the long game or the short game? Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fair. Yeah, fair. Right. Is this a job or a career? Yeah, right. man. Are you investing in yourself like, to better yourself in this craft? People that do this, that really get down with this, will look you in the eye and say, I can do this shit for free. Yeah. 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 And we work yeah. 12, 14, 16 hours at a clip, six, seven days a week. I mean, when I, when I worked in York, we worked splits every day. A split is wow. you go in, you work till lunch. You do lunch service, you clean up, you get a two-hour break, you come back and do dinner. You do that six days a week. That's the gig. Wow. You either love this shit or you hate this shit. And that's 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 if real you, work. If you in it for the money, yeah, okay. But it's like I tell people all the time when they when they're when they're hmm. hourly employees, they'll leave a job for 25 cents more or 50 cents more. Eventually you're gonna hit your ceiling and understand that your education and your craft skills are going to run out to that pay scale. Yeah. You ain't going to be able to make more. Yeah. So the question is, is it long game or the short game? Yeah. Long game, I can tell you right now, there's more black there's more black faces in it than there was when I was coming out. Right. But are they in it for the long game or the short game? Gotcha. And I've been doing this for 30 years, so obviously I've been in it for the long game. Right. And I will tell anybody that, yeah, the one thing my dad said to me, and this still applies, it's still applicable, that I was a junior in high school, you know, my dad's old school, so, you know, that talk, you know, you go, you going to college, you going to the service, you turn 18, you getting out of here. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> You're doing something. And I said, I'm going to culinary school. He ain't even blink. My dad was like, people always going to want to eat, you always going to have a job. Boom. Done. Love it, love it. Oh, he's super logical. Okay. He was on it. Bam, bam. Yeah. 2019, people always going to eat. Yeah. You always going to have a job. Do you want a job? So so break this down. When we talked earlier, yeah. <laughs> we, we got to talking about what you're doing now. Yeah. And I was blown away yeah. at the opportunity inside. So yeah. I don't want to steal any thunder. Like, no. break down what you're doing now and and, and where you see so, opportunity. So this, this, this... <laughs> piggybacks on what I just got finished saying. So for the last almost two years, I've been in maritime. I've been working on the water. Right. So. Oh, okay. My last gig, I was working for National Geographic because they have a cruise ship. They have multiple cruise ships. Exactly. Black oh, people don't know this shit. And yeah. they got amazing cruise ships. Okay. You, you got to listen. The game is about to come. It, it so, blew me away. So the last two and a half months I've been in Alaska, I literally got back to land the beginning of actually the second week of August. From May, from the end of April till August, I was in Alaska. And um working for National Geographic and we had a cruise ship that held or, you know, we we provided services for a hundred guests and we had roughly 50 crew. Um damn. Right. Right. And so I'm the only black, you know, as the chef. Um, I had one, one, one young lady who worked under me. She was black. 
But you're the executive chef. I'm the executive chef. Right. Big hat. And this piggybacks on As what Mr. I just will say on the man in these streets. Exactly. <laughs> and this this piggybacks on what I just got finished saying. Because I'm a chef. I'm a chef. I'm a chef. It don't matter what country I'm in. Right. I'm a chef. I do this. So Damn. what I had to do was That's to strong. go. Right. So to go into maritime. And so basically, long story short, I went into this after my last restaurant that I had here that just didn't do as well as I wanted to do. And I needed a break. I needed, I needed time out from payroll and landlords and partners and all that. And, you know, a friend of mine planted a seed about going into maritime and cooking on private yachts. So I looked it up and um, you have to become certified to work in maritime. It's governed by the National Coast Guard and a bunch of other governing bodies, but specifically the National Coast Guard. And so they require you to get trained up on um, water, personal safety, mm-hmm. and then trained up on fire, trained up on medical. So if you think of a, when you get on a plane, that first 10 minutes that you're not paying attention to the stewardess when she's talking about all that, da 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 yeah. it's the same type of training. Gotcha. So when you think about being on a boat and in the water, even the owner doesn't know necessarily where the fire extinguisher is and which one is going to put out that particular fire or where the fire blanket is or right. where the the uh, the donut holes are if there's man overboard. So you have to go get trained up. And it's a week course. It's six days. And you also learn security, too, um, on how to be on a boat. And so it's six days of classroom and um physical testing and you get tested every day and then once you pass you get a certification called the STCW and that's good for five years. Right. Once you have that, you can work on a you can work on a private yacht, you can work on a vessel, you can work on a cruise ship, you can work on anything that you want to work submarine. on. A submarine. A submarine. You can work on anything in the water now. Cause you have now uh, made the the uh requirements necessary for you to work on the water. So the first thing I did, I went to school in Fort Lauderdale. I stayed in Fort Lauderdale. I started working on private yachts. Now, what people don't realize is this is the one last game where your money's not taxed. <laughs> Get the fuck out I of here. I wish y'all could have seen R3. Because you went international waters? Yeah, or- I ain't got to explain no more. There you go. Say it again. Because why? That's an amazing game right okay. there. But people now, plus, you live in there. Yeah. You ain't got no, yeah. no expenses. Yeah, let me, I'm, I don't want to let oh Marvin tell so, you. Like, if, <laughs> if, listeners, if y'all didn't catch that, yes. the break it down again. you got in the game is your taxes. Yep. So if you can eliminate taxes, yeah. you need to really rethink your, your <laughs> what you're doing. Just yeah, think you if go. you're single, you eliminate taxes. You're eliminating housing costs. Yep. Transportation. Food. food. Shit. <laughs> Shit. You, what? Wait, wait, oh, wait. That's wait, crazy. Wait. And I'm traveling. I get to see the world. <laughs> oh, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> so. Wow. But your reaction was classic. To yeah. Man, that's the thing I'm trying to figure out most but of life is so how to stop Listen, again, if, if there was a way that we, as a people, could step back, take ourselves out of the fishbowl and go, okay, follow the white person because that's where the money's at. Amen. So, in maritime, ain't no black people in maritime. Like, seriously. So, I've been doing this for almost two years. I've met two cats and they're deckhands. They ain't chefs. They're people that work outside the boat. Mm-hmm. They don't work in the galley. Um, And even in this world, I've had... So, this, so the gangster shit in this world is you put a resume together or CV, right? Right. Cause it's, it's, this is based on some European shit. So you put a CV together, your photos on the CV. Mm-hmm. So they know what you look like before you even come. Yep. So you get, you, you get overlooked and passed up for gigs automatically because of the color of your skin. Yeah. But when you do get a gig, Oh, you sing an old happy day because of that international waters. So I could tell you, Without exaggeration, some of the most money that I've made in a short period of time is on yacht. So think about this. The average person won't really understand the size. But I was on the first boat I was on was 120 feet, which they go by meters. So it was a 32-meter yacht. Right. 
It was a 2017 yacht that probably cost about $12 million. It sleeps 10 people. This particular yacht, third of the length of a football field. Okay. We would charter. The owner, the owner had mad money. Actually, the boat was owned by a brother who lives in D.C. Yeah. And he chartered his boat. He set his boat up to make money. Mm. So here's what that looks like. Seven days, $75,000 plus. Plus. So you can use his boat for seven days. 75 grand. For 75 grand. And the plus plus is the gas that goes in the jet ski and all the other ancillary shit that you want, you pay for that too. So here's how it works in white world. Because you got to have some money to even be in this fucking world, okay? Correct. You, you can't even comprehend that until you... Most of this yeah. shit is done through a broker. Right. So you call up a broker and say, hey, I want to take my family on a vacation. So you fly into Nassau, get on your yacht, and then we go south for eight hours. And when I tell you the water is crystal clear, you can see your feet. Wow. It's, it's, it, when I tell you it's gorgeous. The weather is beautiful every day, and there's a little bit of wind, so a lot of people like to kite surf there. And listeners, real quick, just so you know, fire is F-Y-R-E. R-E. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest party that never happened. Exactly. Well, it, it's done in the best location in the world. I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling to tell you. That part of the Bahamas, the Bahamas are known for having a, at least 125 different islands. Right. So most people fly into Nassau, and they're in Nassau. They go yeah. to Freeport. Again, this stuff that I'm talking about is for the rich and or famous. People they, that they, got they money. Not, they not in Freeport. Come on. You got Correct. 75 grand to spend for a week? Because you got to get eight hours exactly. on a boat. On a boat. After you got off the plane. Okay. And, while, and on that eight-hour trip, you got a gourmet chef and you got a crew that's pampering you. That's Yacht World to, to the guests. Right. Yacht World for the crew is typically anywhere from... The lowest tip I got was 12%. The best tip I got was 18%. And it's based off of what the charter is for, for the week. So do the math. 12% off of 75 grand or 18% off of 75 grand. And for it's, seven days. For seven days. But hold on. If you've seen the if show. You're talking about low end, 9,000. Yeah. Right. On the low okay. end, you're talking about nine grand. Okay. Yeah. So think about this. Now, that's got to be split. But think about this. Right. If you've seen below deck, it does come in the form of an envelope, and it is cash. So even when you splitting, so it's still tax free. That's cash as a money. chef. Listen to me, and it's legal. As it's a legal. chef, I get a day rate. <laughs> exactly <laughs> on top of on top of the cash that I get at the end of the week. Get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. So let me just That's tell you. Amazing, so bro. let me let me just say this for the people that are listening. Okay, if you want to be a chef, you, uh, and you have to be a legitimate chef because they will test you on that shit. But if you want to be a chef in maritime, you go and, and, and take your certification and whatever. And, and then you, you're able to work all over the world on a boat. It just got to be the States. It's all over the world. Yeah. You go to Europe, you go to Asia. doesn't matter, right? But you got to know how to. You have to be a chef. Correct. Because you're the only person in the galley. So you wash all the dishes after you're done. And you're doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner yep. for the guests. You're doing lunch and dinner for the crew. You have to be a chef to do this job. So I mean, you are working hard. Oh, you you putting in 14, 15 a day. But you're still getting all those kids. And you still travel. So I'm going to tell you and right people now. people loving, loving what you're doing for them. So they, they tipping left and right. Bam, my, my, my best tip off a week was three grand cash. That's one week. That, that's one week. That's more than probably... Most paychecks. Right. And Correct. what I'm trying to tell you is... Correct. That's across, one, across two weeks after right. tax. Correct. So that's, that's one <laughs> week. taxes. Right. right. So that's one week, and that's not including the paycheck that I get that's written to my company that has, doesn't have tax on it either. Charlie. Yeah. It don't suck. No. Nah, <laughs> like this, like this, this, this is more on the it'll, amazing it'll, side. Yeah, it'll, it'll <laughs> suck. Meter. I'm still bugging at yeah. your reaction to man, the that, taxes. Like, man, if I can figure out taxes like that. Because for those people that understand this game who really make money, they're right. in a 30% tax bracket. Correct. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Because you're making that kind of money. So if you're on land making that kind of money, you're you giving up hit. a third of it. You're giving up a third of it. Off the rip. In international waters, you ain't giving up shit. Yeah. That makes a huge, huge Man. Difference. Hey there. 
Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And you 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 making yep. more, paying no taxes, and you working less. And you, and you, you working, traveling. You working hard as hell yeah, when you, you work. Working, but you right. doing it. But you. But as right. a chef, you do that anyway. Is that's you, my right. you, you that's feel like that? Right. That's my whole yeah. point. You already doing oh, the hours. Love. You already doing the sacrifice. So again, if you love the game, man, Easy then work. you get that's, blessed that's, to that's, do what you what? love anyway. <laughs> Buddy, that's your favorite mm-hmm. dessert. Yes. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every That's day. amazing. Man. Now, so so you had talked, so we, we didn't finish with the story around yeah. the meeting that you had without your agent. Yeah. So I wanted to come back to that right. to, see, cool. yeah. to see how it ended. How it ended, yeah. So at, when we last left Chef Woods, he was talking to the two white guys about <laughs> M. Woods and African diaspora and New Long Country cuisine. Yes. Uh, so long story short, I finished my, my soliloquy and dude looked at me and said, well, who wants to see that? Because we're talking about a television show. Wow. Now, understand, I wasn't doing that when I had Home Plate. Home Plate, we were doing Southern food, but right. I, was, I was still showing people how they can get down with collard greens and not yeah. put ham hock in it yeah. and salt pork and fat back. Because, again, my mission was to use this platform to help us out. Right. Because we lead in every health disparity that there is. Right. Hypertension. We do. Heart and stroke, the whole nine yards. Black people lead in that shit. So to me, the way you address that is you address the plate. You address how they shop. You address how they look at food. And, I, you know, in the four years that I had home plate, I, I would get people stop me all the time and, and thank me. That was huge for me. And I figured, okay, I could do another version of that on the Food Network. I could reach even more people, right? right. Mm-hmm. White dude looked at me and said, well, who wants to see that? So, you know, I was young. <laughs> what would you say? Young, dumb, and full of cum. Yeah. I didn't realize, one, that he was probably just having this meeting with me to appease my, my agent. And two, he really didn't have... The, the conversation now had taken a turn, and I may had not seen it took a turn as of yet. So when I came back with, well, you know, we're talking 10 years before Anthony Bourdain, God rest his soul. But you're talking about a travel show, but the highlight is brown people. Yeah. Right? It's food from all these different parts, and look at this, how it connects to thoughts and his culture yeah. and his, uh, you know, this music and da-da-da-da-da. And, and still, he was pushing back. And so, mm, then it got black. Or then I got black. Because then, <laughs> well, you know, it Here happens. It happens, yeah. right? Yep. And so... I I would I would I go on the record and I in the book that I'm writing I'm 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 on the record I got blackballed, so I was Colin Kaepernick in the food world before Colin Kaepernick, right? Because I didn't looked at him and say, well, you guys do realize that you've had a network for seven years. Well, at this point, no, because I was in my fourth year. So you've now been on the air for almost ten years, and you don't have a black person, haven't had a black person ever that looks like me. That's a legitimate chef. Mm. And his response was, well, you know, um, we're, we're looking for diversity. And I said, well, where you're are you looking? Too, you're not looking too hard, are you? And oh, I, I was there because I already knew it wasn't happening for me. I said, well, you're looking for diversity at the time. Um, if you want me to write you a list, what you need? <laughs> I gave him one. Yeah. My very good friend, Marcus Samuelson, had just won James Beard, youngest chef. Wow, that's, that's, that's a big award. 30 years old, youngest chef ever. Not black chef, youngest chef. He was running a four-star rated restaurant in Manhattan. So I said, well, there's Marcus, there's Timothy Dean, um, and there's a couple other cats 
that were um, Bernard Camus, who was Emerald's right hand. Right. Um, Carrie Neff, who runs Compass Group now. I mean, Cornell grad. I'm like, where are you looking? I know 10 people right now. Right. Um, so needless to say, the conversation, then everybody knew the conversation went left, but I wasn't backing down. Right. Um, we finished the conversation. Uh, I left the office and I never worked for Food Network again. Wow. And that was 1990. No, it wasn't 90. It was, it was 2004. Wow. That was 15 wow. years ago. And it still took them another year, two years before you saw a black person. And guess who they gave us? Who? The Neelys. Exactly. Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. Wow. And that was Paula Dean's production company and that whole bullshit. But uh, so that was that was we've been we've been getting that. fucked over for a minute. But I, you know, I, I'm not gonna stand by and, and and allow it to happen as long as I got breath, as long as I got a platform, I'm gonna say something. And yeah, so I feel that. Well, and the whole thing that I tell people all the time is like, because I am a chef, the one thing I know how to do is go in the kitchen and cook. Television came to me. I didn't go to television. Right. I was just trying to maximize the pl platform while I had it. So, okay, you take that away, I can still burn. And going I, back to what your father I, said, I, I, people yeah, always People was going to eat. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, we ain't missed a beat. Cool. Wow. We ain't missed a beat. Well, look, I, I think that's a that's a great place to, to, yeah. to end it. So, but I got, I got one more. Go ahead with him. <laughs> so, in Atlanta. Yeah. Mm. What's your favorite I was thinking that. Restaurant. Where are you eating at? That you go to? My favorite restaurant is Serpice. So y'all don't even know Serpice. I don't know that, I don't know that one. <laughs> Serpice is, it's in the fourth ward. Um, it's actually the name, the last name of the chef owner who and owns I, I it. I work, I work down there. Look it up. Yeah. The executive chef is a cat named Manny. How do you spell it? S-E-R. Oh, True Food. Yep. P-A-S. It's legit. It's a chef-owned, chef-driven restaurant. So, the ingredients are always fantastic. The plate presentations are great. The, you know, I mean, I, when I say go, that's my go-to. Like, literally, when I hit land and I go, okay, I'm going to eat it. Because, you know, the other thing is I cook all the time. Correct. Yeah. So, I don't have to go out. At all. My daughter, you know, pretty much loves, you know, dad's cooking and whatever. So, we ain't got to step out of the house. But if we do, Serpers is one of those spots we go to all the time. Um, outside of that, Atlanta, and, and for those people who, you know, born and raised here or love Atlanta and this, that, and the other thing, I, I, I don't have a gripe with Atlanta right. per se, mm -hmm. but you do have to know that I came from a food city. I came from Manhattan. I came from New York. I, I came from a city that, and what a food city means is it doesn't matter what the genre of food or what the ethnic group of food is, there's multiple levels and presentations and price points for that type of food. Yeah, so, That's so on point. That. Like, it, it, think about it. Jamaica, you can find high-end Jamaica, you can find middle-of-the-road Jamaica, you can find low-end Jamaica. And it's all, all good. It's dope, yeah. yeah. That's a food city. Atlanta don't have that yet. I, so... What I, because Atlant Atlanteans love to say this is a food city. Yeah, I, and I, I spent a bullshit. lot of time in Chicago, right? Uh, food city. And Chicago's a food city. So I, I say the same San thing. Francisco, Atlanta food has city. good Vegas, restaurants. Food city. And they yeah. have good food, but you can't go, you can't go, like, I can't go down the street around Come the corner on, man. and find amazing Greek food. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. Or amazing that, that, Chinese for, for $10. Right. Right? Yeah. You got, I got to go to a restaurant downtown with one a of my neighbors. Yeah. yeah. One of my, we were talking about this the other day. One of my neighbors who was Asian was like, there ain't no good Chinese food in Correct. Atlanta. Correct. Yeah. It ain't. I I have not found one destination. To go <laughs> he said it ain't one spot that I know of. Okay, but when you go to a food city, man, you go to San Francisco, you go to Chicago, yeah, DC, yeah. Vegas, yes, man. You want to spend ten, fifteen dollars? You gonna have good food. You want to spend a thousand dollars? You gonna have good food. Yeah. You got options. At you got every options. Level. Every, level. every level. Yeah. yeah. When when we close out, we love to give the mic over to our guests. Yeah. Marvel, you can tell the people anything that you want to tell them. Plus, make sure you you tell them where they can find you. Yeah, that's what's that. up. I appreciate that, man. This has been great. I'm glad I had the time to do this. I'm glad I, I you guys allowed me this platform. Oh man, we because, love it. And I want to say thanks to Lynn, sure. Lynn's the sister. Yes, she hosted with us before. Yeah, I'm glad she made this connection. N knowledge is power and, and is key. And if we as a people are going to move forward, 
we got to educate ourselves up. Say that. We, we, we got to get schooled up on stuff. We got to stop falling for the okie doke. Man, that's so true. We got to stop shortchanging ourselves. Put in the work, man, because what yeah. you put, what you invest in yourself and in others is what you're going to get back a hundredfold. And they can't take that away. You can't take that away from you. At all. Chef Marvin Woods, man, that's my, that's my website. Uh, new book will be out 2020 called B. Thanks for this time. And uh, yeah, I'll be cooking somewhere soon, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I'm winding down Maritime. Um, I'm looking to drop this book next year, and then I'm looking to get back into doing a small shop. I'm not going to do anything big, but I love cooking. And I and I love interacting with people. Like that's right. like I love hospitality. I love all of it. I love like it's my living room. So Still, I love it. You know. That's well, what's up. when 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 those things start happening, oh, I'll let you know for sure. Let us Please know. Do. We'll put for it sure. out here. We'll make yeah. sure we tell the people. Yeah. yeah. And we'll come support person. We go support. So Absolutely. I appreciate it. That's what's up. That's good. Yep. Art, you got anything, brother? And I love it. Yeah. I might even try to start cooking. <laughs> you got my number. Text me. Rock. <laughs> I, I do food 411 all the time, man. All right. For sure. All the time. All right. Seriously. That's what I do. Love it. All right, Wild Black. All right, man. Peace. All right, Wild Black. Peace. Thank you. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.